Hi, this is Kenny. <laughs> this is Mark. And this is all I want to do is talk about Madonna. And laugh. Uh, track <laughs> album nine, track 11. To have and not to hold. This is uh, a song that a lot of people uh, think should be cut from the record. And I am going to push back on those people and say they're crazy. <laughs> well, really? People want to cut it? I, th- when they say it's too long, oh. they say this is, th- this is the one ballad too extra. And I don't even think it's much of a ballad. I think it's this kind of moody, murky... Yeah, to me, it's like a Sade song. Oh, totally. It's you know haunting. I mean? It's haunting. And yeah. I love the snaking um, uh, sang- Shanti chanting going on. It kind of pulls the disparate, the kind of balladeery parts and the, you know, Kabbalah parts and all of it into one song. Uh, and I love it. I, I, What is this song about for you? Well... I think I've, I mean, I feel like it's about that moment where you're like, you know, there's some people that you meet who you realize like you only have for a second yeah, or a a time, you know, and if you hold on to them, you know, you're going to destroy them and destroy yourself in the process. Um, And yet the song doesn't feel um, dark and um, dangerous. No, I mean, you know, even when um, she's like, I'm drawn to you. Yeah. Um, I come back to you. I can't stop coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been warned. Yeah. But and told. And t- I've been told. But um, but then also, what can I do? I come back to you. Like, you know, it's sort of like, well, there's nothing I can really do about it. Or to just reckon with like, some people are like this, you know. And and some people, just because people are charismatic and you can be drawn to them doesn't mean you should be with them. Right. And I always wonder, I always think to myself, like, is this a song, it, and it's kind of nutty to, to think this, but we can have this conversation. Is this like a song about Prince or someone like that where she was drawn to them for some weird way and yet there was there was such an incompatibility? That not necessarily a romantic way, but that feeling of kind of being like, on paper, we should totally be together. Like, this totally works. And yet, 
No, I don't think it's about Prince. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I'm just, I'm, I'm always kind of wondering. That this is supposed to be a safe space where we talk about these things. Well, it is safe. I just told you no, though. Okay. I, can I say no in a safe space? You can totally say no to me. I feel like that's a consent-based space. I, I, I feel like you've asked consent and I've granted it. You asked me and yeah. I said no. Okay. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But more, I think, like, I wonder if really it's about that this idea of that it's sort of the highest form of love to know really can we have we can you can't really hold on to anybody no you, you, you have to let it exist a lot just out in the ether and trust that it's going to be what it needs to be and not try and jerry rig it and and kind of clutch it and and manipulate it yeah yeah I mean, this song, this for me feels like it, it's such a free song. This is, this is like you said early in earlier episodes about how you've kind of, you've realized a relationship is ending. You're like out and about in the world celebrating and, and f- the freedom of it. Um, having lots of marathon sex binges. I'm collecting phone numbers on cocktail napkins myself. And then I kind of sit on my bed and fan them out and go, you know, these are all written in invisible ink. Well, that's what I do to, did too. I just did it more, um, you know, sweatily, physically, physically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I think it, it this song kind of ties all of the relationship stuff in the in the record together. This song, yeah, for sure. I think it is like you know, like I said, I think that this this is the perfect end to. Um, this kind of cycle. Yeah, like it's yeah. like you're frozen, I'm free of you, I realize I could never have had you anyway for more than I did. Uh, can we talk about the demo to this song? Yes. near the end of the song she does this this kind of during the kind of fade out one of Madonna's famous fade outs she sings I've already been told I understand why it's cut. It it would be it would compromise the kind of mood overall of the of the production of the song. Mm-hmm. But it has such a beauty to it, and just her kind of like I've already been told, and she keeps singing I've already been told, I've already been told over and over again. It's just it, it's like my favorite part of the of the whole song. Wow! And I kind of wish that it had been snaked back in near the end of the the finished version. Hmm. It's kind of gorgeous. I really love the lyrics of this song. I just want to go back to them a little mm-hmm. bit. Like I really love um, 
Well, there's, I, I love all of them, but like the part, there are two parts that I love. I love to love, but not to keep, to laugh, not to weep. Your eyes, they go right through, and yet you never do anything to make me want to stay. Mm. <sighs> and then I love to look, but not to see, to kiss, but never be the object of your desire. I'm walking on a wire. Oh, yeah. And I there's one. no one at all to break my fall. Well, that's where I'm like, oh, is this a breathless Mahoney track? <laughs> um, no, 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 no. She would do this in her comeback out at the Coconut Grove. Oh yes, that's right. All yeah, right, she would do. List. She would do this in the set list. So, so when. Pe- oh, but wait, we're yeah. back to the lyrics. Just one thing. I just wondered, like, there's this poem by this poetess. I think Marge Piercy is her mm-hmm. name, called "To Have Without Withholding." And the lyrics don't really connect to the poem at all, but I just wonder the poem that came out in a book called The Moon is Always Female oh. from 1980. It just seems like something Madonna would have known. Found in a, in, at the St. Mark's bookshop. <laughs> yeah, while she was wandering around her ragamuffin ears. I, I, bu- I buy that. Yeah, I so. love that idea yeah. that she found that poem and it spoke to her. Yeah. Just the idea of it and held on to it for 25 years. Yeah, well, 10, not even. 15 years, 18 years. Yeah, one of yeah, those. Yeah. 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 And and I, and I kind of love like cuz I'm assuming when, you know, she sat down with Rick Knowles to write, um she'd built up quite a bit of stuff by that point and and I'm sure she was just yearning bursting with ideas of things to write about. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. And I love the way that he kind of takes in these three songs, he kind of congeals them into actual songs. It's really kind of thrilling yeah well i mean lyrically this whole album even for some you know missteps say and like but even if like the lyrics for nothing really matters outside of the song itself are really good lyrics yeah. like well she's grown so much as a songwriter and i totally. think i think also working working inside of other people's material like evita like i want you i think it also kind of illuminates her to to figure out oh how does this play into my own work yeah and she's still such a student i think yeah well that's i think the thing too like um especially you know as we're getting into the very last song i think there's something in that that's like we'll talk about it more then but that she's yeah still exploring like this is still a time in madonna's life for me where i feel like the possibilities of who she is and what she can make are boundless yeah. like i don't see the end of like her abilities yeah. you know um and so this just this sort of depth of like 
writing is really thrilling, mm, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and it brings to mind, because again, when people um, throw shade on this song as being part of a longer thing, I always wonder, well, what if they she'd put in Gone, 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 the, that kind of upbeat rocker <sighs> song that Rick Knowles wrote with her, which I think is an interesting song that doesn't, isn't as interesting musically or lyrically as any of these. No. It's almost like you kind of got to get those out of the way. Or a song like Be Careful, that duet with Ricky Martin that, that she wrote. Um, that which, has a lot of similarities. Which is a beautiful, beautiful song. And, and I, I thought we could talk a little bit about it because, you know, there are a couple of options of things that could have gone in. And she obviously, she she met Ricky Martin um, at the Grammy Awards in 1999. And, and um, they held up his album his his big album big american debut so they could put a, a duet with madonna on it right and it was well, this yeah. du- and it was a real duet it was a, a true duet between madonna and ricky martin if i could reach out to and he did Living La Vida Loca and then she was sort of all over him all night. Yeah. Like she's like, oh, this is the hot thing. Yeah. And when when it happened with Maluma, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, it felt like the same thing. Totally. You know, that she's like, oh, I know how to do this. You just take the, you know, the star, you know, and kind of the same age, um, blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, so that she sort of was like, oh, this is a moment that's about to happen and I'm going to be a part of it in this Totally, way. yeah. Um, and um, so I love all of that about that. But, you know, in the in the, the lore of this album, the question was actually, should this song, this place, the place in this album, should it be to have or not and not to hold or has to be? That yeah. was the actual question, you yeah. know? And so... When we think about those two, I think after Power of Goodbye, in a way, like, has to be, tells a different story, you know, like as the third song, you know. Like it has it. I, it's, it, 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 I ha, I, I'm still holding out hope. Right. Yeah. Like there's like the Power of Goodbye, I'm free of you. Um, everything's going to be better, you know, okay, whatever. What's, what's next? And then has to be sort of, is hopeful, but it also is kind of sad. And it brings back up an ambivalent drama 
that I think is interesting. Well, and there's several other, I mean, you know, we touched on this earlier has to be, but there are several other versions of it that yeah. are snake. It's, it changed a lot. I feel like there are a lot of songs on this album that, that started one way and they kind of kept coming back to them. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's just check in with has to be one more time because yeah. like it deserves the, it. Yeah. Cause there's that, there's the original version with Patrick Leonard. That's like, kind of like, sounds like it's from something to remember, not, the album something to remember but the song it's like wow. a piano bass wow we're back to that old feud aren't we Kenny <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we are I don't need to say anything <laughs> okay great <laughs> And then she takes the song to um, William Orbit and they do a version of it that's like much more kind of moody and electro. Final version that they do with the, like that she does with William Orbit. That's um, the more the one that we we've, we've talked about before. And I think think that second version, that the first William Orbit version, um, it, it sounds more like what winds up being the next best thing soundtrack. Uh-huh. That kind of amorphous, like languid. Yeah. It, it's a lot. There's a less of an urgency to it in that version it it feels like it stretches out even more oh interesting yeah yeah yeah. but yeah so i think you know you know this is this goes back to this thing we've talked about through this whole album which is what makes this piece like a masterpiece and i do think that this album is like a masterpiece for madonna but also just for pop music like and isn't as important anymore because well we're not thinking about albums and sequence anymore mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as much though. I think some artists do, but like the sequencing, like the reason this song as opposed to has to be or yeah. gone, gone, gone or be careful or whatever could yeah. have gone there um, is that it's telling story sonically. It's taking us, it's a bridge 
to the next song, which is another bridge to the final song, yeah. right? Well, and 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 the way that this is the first time I think in in Madonna's whole career where she's had so many direct choices she could go on one album, and we see the different roads she could take on the uh, yeah. sonically as more and more material has leaked out over the years. We see where she could have gone with it, yeah. and the the way she went was the right way yeah. ultimately. Yeah, I think that's what's so fa- like. I think that's, I don't, I can't speak for everybody. I know for me, what I love about hearing the demos or the songs that didn't make the cut, yeah. you know, are hearing how the process works, yeah. you know, or understanding like, oh, why this doesn't fit or because there's some, you know, as we go on too, I think there are more and more of these songs that aren't, you know, there's sometimes like full albums of songs that aren't on the album that's released. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like you hear all of them, you're like, why isn't that on there? Why is it that? Oh, I know why. Because where would it have fit? Or there was this song that sort of did it yeah, better. Yeah. Or it didn't quite tell the story that she was telling at the time. And it's so interesting. It's so much fun to hear all of that. Yeah. You know? Like I think that is like such, that's part of the joy of Madonna as we go further is like, all the stuff that she makes in order to find what story she needs to tell. Like, I think when we get to like confessions and I learn, you know, you learn the story of like, she had been working on a musical. Yeah. And then there's a whole, uh, there are all these other songs, some that we've never heard that are part of that. And then there are songs that are from the musical on confessions. And you know what I mean? Well, and I, and I love the way that Madonna um, her skill set allows her to just jump from style to to different things that she wants to do all the time kind of effortlessly still in the kind of same frame because I do think all of the songs from this era have a kind of mental yeah. there, there's an emotional consistency to those and where she is overall yeah and but she's able to just kind of jump in do something do something all these different off so that she has choices and totally. so she's not um forced she doesn't feel it never feels forced and i have to say um i I was always kind of underwhelmed by to have and not to hold but as time has gone on because that's the other thing we we have to think of is the time element yeah is that i i can't imagine this album now without it no i can't either and and that's kind of part of its beauty and and part of its um the whiz the because of because of the 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 story she's telling us that's what makes it so essential. Yeah. And and I think, uh, yes, I think because, yes, exactly. And I also just think sound-wise, it's exactly what we needed. Like when I've, you know, the great joy of doing the podcast too is like getting back and listening to all this stuff and really considering it. And like yeah. how many times have you had to listen to Ray of Light over the last few months while we've been recording this? Like every time I listen and I get here, I'm like, this is exactly what my ear needs after like the big... The bombacity of all the of the earlier, yeah. The last yeah. two, you know, yeah. are so huge, and that this sort of helps me to breathe, come down, and, yeah. and move into where we're where we're going next. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I and again, I love that she imparts wisdom with a whisper and a murmur. Till next time.